another walk by the lake. thinking a bit about the talk from yesterday which was about having the courage to step through the gate and how the guardians that look so fierce once we've plucked up the courage to step through the gate actually become guardians of us I also talked about a degree of boldness that's needed and I wanted to talk a little bit more about boldness what you might call courage. I think it's so easy to not realize how static we can be. Uh, speaking from my own experience, even even very recently um, because of the nature of the restrictions on us during the lockdown I realised that I have to some extent and in some ways some areas of my life fallen into a bit of a rut so I've uh, resolved to try and make an effort to just vary things a bit I think it's a good reminder of how we can fall into um, kind of stereotype patterns, how there is a comfort in familiarity. But I think in some areas that comfort over time can start to feel less real and the familiarity can start to feel more like constraint and I think it's as, it's as much about being open to change a new possibility as it is about any rejection of what we've we've been doing i sometimes think of it being like a bird flying from one tree to another it would be strange to think that the bird was rejecting one tree 
whilst choosing another. It's more the bird just flies from one tree to another. I think that's useful because we don't want to fall into any kind of condemnation of, of habit. Because the time that we have to actually make these changes and to even think about how things have been is actually now. So what we have been and what we have been doing is already gone. So there's really no need to indulge in any kind of self-berating thinking. being open to change. Change for its own sake isn't, as far as I can see, the thing that it should be aiming for. Necessarily at least. I think sometimes just shaking things up, recognising that our choices in certain areas are, are fine one way or another. It's good, it's good not to overthink things. But also, I think there's always an opportunity to engage what's known as the mind that seeks the way. And, and that also can be a gentle thing. I think as time goes on with training, and actually very often, even in the early days, we do this without even realizing that we're doing it. It's part of our natural functioning. It's a bit like the, the hand on a, on a tiller, the rudder of a boat. Being steered by somebody who's an old hand and knows how the boat will respond, knows what the needs are of the moment on the river. And sometimes when we engage the mind that seeks the way, which is another way of saying meditation in action, Sometimes we do surprise ourselves. And I think uh, there's also something inherently wholesome 
I'm struggling to find the right word. Wholesome will do, I think. There's something about action which comes out of that, that wish to find the right way forward and act on it rather than get stuck in cogitation. Just taking small steps, small activities, small actions. One of the things I think is interesting, I was talking about this with a a friend and teacher the other day. One of the interesting things is how, for me, feelings of being stuck, that is the actual sensations that I get when I feel stuck, seem to come along with the urge to carry out behaviours which prolong or cause the feeling of stuckness. And having seen that in myself, it's interesting to look around and go, wow, this seems to be quite a common, quite a common thing. And I suppose it's, it's not to be thought of as unexpected, maybe, because if it was easy to spot how we prolong what you might call error, unhappy situations, if it was quick and easy to do, then we would probably have already put ourselves right. And as everybody's dealing with whatever they're dealing with at the moment, we're always kind of on the cutting edge of of where we where we've got to. We're always in the process of waking up to this stuff. And this is where the practice is so instrumental, so fundamental. It doesn't do the noticing for us, but it does seem to bring about the conditions which are best suited for us to actually open our eyes to certain aspects of ourselves, the things that we need to see right now. I think a common attribute of the means we gum ourselves up, get ourselves and keep ourselves stuck sometimes, 
seems to be at least at some level a story. I think there's typically something deeper than the story. The story is a, a symptom rather than the cause. But I think stories are so powerful. There's a lot of talk of narratives at the moment in current affairs, which I think is really interesting. In part because narratives are actually never the whole truth. And I'm not saying that some stories aren't useful. I think they can be incredibly useful. But I think there has to be some care taken. You have to be kind of adult about these things. Hi. I think my My teacher's teacher used to say that Buddhism is a religion for spiritual adults. And I think that's part of what she meant, actually, this adult attitude for stories and narratives. And that includes the need to lay down even Buddhist interpretations of reality. So we don't, we don't give up attachment to worldly things as the shorthand goes, all those yummy things around us in order to take up an attachment to something else. Even the Buddha, I think, talked about the practice and the teachings of Buddhism as being like a raft that you use to cross over the river of delusion, of birth and death, of the opposite. But then when you get to the other side, you have to, you have to leave the raft behind. But as I was saying about the need to step through the gate, in a sense that's another gate. There's a stepping into Buddhism, that's a gate. And then, I was going to say later on, but an extent, to an extent that it, it's, almost, it's also simultaneously, <laughs> it's a simultaneous step through another gate. You might not realise it at the time.
is a kind of holding on and letting go at the same time in terms of, for example, becoming a Buddhist or understanding a scripture you have to let go if you want to move your understanding forward In order to understand something, you have to apprehend it. Which I think is, the root of that word is grasp it. And you apprehend something. And it seems right, somehow, that understanding is actually about grasping something and and letting it go. Lots of people out today. So, yes, it takes a certain courage, a certain boldness, not to replace one set of false supports, if you like, with another. we're humans I think actually we tend to do this there is a kind of process of refinement and that does seem fine it seems like a human thing but I'm also aware that it feels like there's something deeper going on when we do that feels a bit like the process of, say, learning to read when you're a child. From the perspective of the teacher, there's a broader understanding of what's going on. And from the perspective of the child, it might be more focused on the difficulties, the immediate problem. So I suppose another way of putting what I'm saying is don't worry. Sometimes we have a, a need to have a focused approach. Sometimes we need to see the big picture. 
I think both are within both. And I think coming to trust that means that we can be bold. There's a combination there of kindness to ourselves as human beings and also respect for that which we are part of, which is greater than us. And I think the mind that seeks the way incorporates both of those things. So, it just makes me think what an amazing thing it is to be a human being at this very moment. With the attributes of a human being, the ability to to live and practice in the world at this time, this very moment. Every breath is testament to the great web of life that we are part of. Everything that we eat This is ordinary daily life. So, I hope today you're able to practice deeply. And attend to the good things. Which is good to do today for you. Uh, carry on with my walk and I hope you have a great day and you stay well <laughs>